I think the thing that gets in our way the most is ourselves. And so if you can remove that part, that part, uh, so much can come so much creativity, so much lateral thinking, so much excitement, because like, you know, like even sometimes in the past for me personally, and I work with a lot of people too, like things that would be exciting, it will be, there's, there's something there like, Oh, it's going to go away. It's not going to last. There's doubt, you know, like something's going to happen, you know? And so like, there's no full sense of that because it's selfless in the way, because it's saying like, Hey, these things have happened in the past and we haven't let go of them yet. And so we're going to carry them around with us everywhere to protect us from having to feel this way again. Listen to the vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm happy to welcome Mr. Tim Bowie here, who is a life mastery coach. And and you've got quite the story. Um, you've studied under some Buddhist masters, from what I read. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure, sure. Um, man, yeah, so I think, like, uh growing up my parents were were immigrants so they didn't know that was going on over here when they got here and uh they were just busy working and i didn't really have a lot of like emotional connection with my parents they weren't like all about the hugs and the i love yous they're just like you just go home from school make sure you do your stuff and clean the house and uh check up on you when we get the report card (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) we'll see what you're up to uh, and then they were crazy. They bought a house next to a library. So that was the only place I was allowed to go. I was basically, I can, you can go to the library after school and that's it. And if we go to the library, you're not there and you're not home. I'm going to get it. So, um, pretty strict. Uh, therefore I grew up pretty depressed. <laughs> Growing up, uh, I think I was depressed until I was about 25, 26. Um, but I think being uh, depressed when I was younger, like maybe you know, like wonder about like the deeper questions of life too. Like, what am I doing here? And why am I here? Uh, but I, you know, I'm grateful for that, that, that time that I spent brooding over that in my room. Uh, and part of that time, I think uh, I was about 12 and I went online on Google and I Googled how to meditate. And uh like the first two or three times I meditated, I had an autobotic experience. Oh, wow. And yeah, I know. I was like, but I didn't know that that's part of it. Or like, I had no idea. I was just like, oh, how do you meditate? And then like, I did it. And then, you know, I was just there in my room. The sun was going down kind of, uh, and it was still daylight basically. And, and, uh, I entered this meditation where you're just breathing, counting breath and slowly, each breath in and it brought out like was slower and slower until a point where I felt like I stopped breathing almost. And then I felt like time stopped. And then, and then I just noticed that like every thought that I had, no matter how fast and like, whether it was racing or not, like there was just an answer on the other side. And it was just like, as soon as there was just like another voice, but it was the same voice. And it was just this crazy experience where it felt like, felt like 15 minutes but then when i got up it was dark and like my room was dark and like i was just like totally confused uh, like just what happened to all this time like and everything so it was uh pretty traumatic for me um and so 
but that, 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 that experience kind of opened up the spiritual door, you know, like what is more to life than what we see, what we talk about, what we share with people. It's like only a small part of like our actual experience. Um, and I wasn't able to share any of that with anybody. Like can't go to school and talk about meditation or especially not, you know, back then. But yeah, I just had no words for that experience. There was just, I was just like, what is this? But I was so curious about it too. So I just kept going in that direction, listening to like Wayne Dyer and uh, Bruce Lipton, just like, you know, a bunch of people back in the, back in that time, the pioneers of, of consciousness back at that time. And um, I think that was like a guiding light for me just to know that like, there's something deeper, even though I went through some really crazy stuff. I like sold guns, sold drugs, had like grow houses. Like it was just, you know, I had this, really crazy part of my life where it was like like a movie and um through all of it i knew that like this is just temporary like my experience is temporary like these experiences are temporary and then i'm transitioning into something else and i was always just transitioning so i felt like i lived like so many lifetimes so i got to this part of my life or this is like a new part of my life pretty much where i just decided to you know, I sold one of my businesses. I had some e-commerce businesses where I was selling my fitness products and stuff. And then uh, after I sold it, I was just like, what do I want to do with my life? And I was like, not sell any more stuff. I don't want to sell any more stuff. I don't want to just keep selling stuff. Like, people don't need stuff. Like, uh, my whole life, you know, I try to grow up, like, really stoic, you know, like, the guys, the, you know, Rambo and stuff are like, oh, man, it's the bad guy. It's the bad one right there. He's, he's tough. And so, like, I remember my parents would discipline me. I would try not to cry and, like, show no weakness, you know. I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I just built that into myself. And, like, it was at the cost of my humanity, really, you know, because I just shoved all those things deep down in some place that I never wanted to touch because there's so much stuff in there. And, uh, I think having all that stuff in one place and, and, and not really acknowledging like the other aspect of myself, the part that like actually cared about all those things, like cared that I was getting, uh, you know, disciplined or cared that like people cared about me and I wasn't doing well or, you know, just things like that. I would just pretend like I didn't care or just pretend like I didn't like when I walk into a room, couldn't feel the things that other people were feeling. Um, but I think at that point in my transition, I was just like, you know, like there's, I had a dream. It was a, my sister had, a, had a, her firstborn and she handed it to me in this dream. And I never, I haven't cried. And like, at this point in my dream, like, I don't know how long, probably like decade, literally I just no, like nothing. And so in this dream, like she hands me the baby and I look at him in the eye and I just feel like my heart just like open up and it just cracks open. Like just the floodgates of just all the tears I had never cried just came pouring out. And, uh, and I felt like I was really crying and I woke up after that, I woke up and I was like, I checked my face to see if I was nothing no tears, but like, I felt like the release of like all of these just years of not crying. And then I had a series of dreams after that. And uh, it just kind of showed me that there's a side that I had been repressing for so long, like the side of me that's more sensitive, the side of me that's more empathetic, the side of me that's more um, concerned with, you know, the well-being of people. And that's what I decided to 
change the direction of how I do business and how, how I like create impact in the world. And it's not through just making money, selling stuff, but um, it's through like connecting with people and like encouraging people to connect with other people. And um, I think through that space of like safety space of vulnerability, we can get to, I think like humankind's most powerful aspect is collaboration like if you look at like every other animal like they don't collaborate like there's something like sometimes you see these killer whales they 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 team up together and take it they got like a great white shark and then they do it like this thing freaking uh navy navy seal team like the way they do it's just crazy um but yeah it's it's pretty rare and so i think like with humankind like where we collaborate and we we're innovative and i think that those things only happen when we feel like safe. We feel like we can contribute without people stealing our ideas or that, that you know, we're being micromanaged and all this stuff. So I think like uh, just opening up that space, uh, allowing for whatever to unfold like through our ingenuity. Um, so I think my, my role is really just to open that space up as much as possible, scale that like through business and also through like working with people, training other people to work with people and just, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've decided to do. Well, you know, I, I I used to be on social media a lot more, and the last few months I've kind of stepped away from it. Um, I, I just noticed that people are always talking about focus on you, focus on you, focus on you, and it seems to be more uh, selfish. Yeah, you know, I hear that. I mean, I understand you when you have to work on yourself. You know, I. Mm-hmm. I was about 12 when I started drinking and doing drugs and hanging around with the wrong crowd. And when I got married the first time, I I didn't give any of that up. And I was being very selfish because all I wanted to do was get drunk and, you know, have fun on weekends or whenever I got off work and, you know, just party. And my health went downhill. My relationships went downhill and that was something I needed to work on. Yeah. And of course I did. And, uh, you know, it never stops, but I've come a long way. Yeah. But the stuff you see on social media and in the media, it's, it's just, it seems like all, they want you to just think about yourself. Mm. And to me, mm. uh, my fulfillment is trying to help others. Um, I know biblically yeah. speaking, the Bible talks about us, you know, basically being a servant of others. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ was, yeah. you know, Johnny um, example. Yeah. And there's, of course you work on yourself to improve yourself, but the focus shouldn't be on yourself. Are you seeing a lot of that too? I'm comedian David race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Mm, now uh, on my social media there's there's a lot of uh, uh boxing 
<laughs> there's a lot of boxing. Uh, so there's a lot of like this, uh, you know, this culture of uh, get, you know, uh, you know, take care of your, your health uh, and uh, train, discipline, that kind of stuff. So I, I think, you know, it, it's pretty personal. It's uh, where what the algorithm serves you. I think like uh, the content that is more on the side of, let's say like maybe uh, negative or drives reactions, uh, critical, you know, divisive that I think mm -hmm. gets more reactions, stronger reactions. Like you send that to your cousin, can you believe, you know, this or that? And so I think yep. actually, you know, touching into that, it's like, for me, it's a really good creative outlet. Like whenever I'm working on creating content or writing, I always think about like, what makes me mad? Like, what am I pissed about right now? And as soon as I start that sentence that allows like a gate to open and I just start flowing and I go into that. So I think that there is like a, like a mechanism within our mind that like, as soon as we're set off about something, it's easy for us to keep going or like binge on content. So it was like, as soon as something triggers, you sets you off, you know, uh, it's easier just to continue to scroll because like your mind is already like kind of in this ungrounded state. So um, I think that's just how it works. What about in society in general? I mean, do you see a lot of people that just seem to be all about themselves and not really helping others? Yeah, you know, you see that here and there in my personal life. Um, and I think what's great about where I live and also my lifestyle is, like I said, like I've lived in, in Dallas, I've lived in all over California. Um, and so I'm, I'm always moving. And uh, the people, you know, the people that I, I, I meet at random places, in life um they they i guess i set strong boundaries but they, they have a sense that uh what i'm about i think and i think uh, there's a quote that me and my friends say all the time say uh, real recognize real and so i think um when we see value in somebody we want them around us and when i see value in somebody i definitely want them i, and I make it very clear like like you know like um I, I could compliment what I, what I like about them, you know, like, and um, I think that creates the, the environment that people are like, Oh, well, this part about you shines here. Let me, let me give this to you. And I think in the past before I kind of, I was like very scarce about like, if I give you this person a compliment, it means like there's less for me. There's less going around. And that was something I was going through for a while a long 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 time because i didn't get a lot of um get a lot of affirmation from my parents like oh like you're good at this you're not good at this or um you're doing well here like it was never like good feedback it was mostly just like critical stuff uh so it was like a scarcity for me to even experience somebody giving me that and even when somebody did give me that i was like oh that doesn't belong to me like uh and just kind of hold myself small but i think I mean, out of, you know, working, like being with so many people who have invested in me, like show me like real, like love, like just doing whatever they can from the bottom of their heart to just show me something like they're part of humanity to connect me with them. You know, like the teachers I've had, um, mentors, and um, they're just, there's no way I can give that back to them. But the only thing I can do is just keep paying that forward. And I think 
coming into the world with that state of mind that I just want to give. And it's really just the spirit of reciprocity, right? And I think that's the most important aspect of relationships for me. So I don't, I try to find relationships where the spirit of reciprocity is alive and well, and that the kindness that comes from me or anybody else is magnified because uh, I, I believe that we, we can live in a world that's like exponential, like multiples, you know, and like, if I can just do something kind for somebody and they can take that and lift it up and give it to somebody else and, and other people. And I think that's you know, the world that I want to be co-creating and a part of. And so uh, that's a lot of what happens. And I think the things that I see that aren't, you know, don't go that way. Uh, I, I just try not to participate in it. Or I just say like, Hey, like I'll just try to give like a loving type of uh, constructive feedback uh, about, you know, what my boundaries are. And if they respect that, then, you know, we can be around each other, but if not, then, you know, there's a lot of other things and uh, that I can do or people that I can be with. So just hanging out with you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it seems that you you're running into more people that have drawn a line in the sand of, you know, you agree with me, or I'm not going to have anything to do with you. You're you're the evil one. I'm the good one. Mm. It's, instead of trying to help each other, it, it, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't necessarily have to agree with everything that you believe in to mm-hmm. to be there for you to help you. Yeah. You know, um, if my neighbor and i'm i'm not getting into politics whatsoever so but let's just say my my neighbor voted for the other guy <clears throat> but if if he needed my help or if he was hungry or you know if he needs needed me to help you carry the groceries in the house or something i i want to be there for you yeah. It's getting harder and harder to do that nowadays. Um, I don't know if you see that, but I've noticed that a lot more. Yeah, that's what my mission's all about. Like that's my vision for the world is all about. Is I I do I do have the sense that more of that is happening. I think the way, like I said, like the algorithm and the way that people get attention or fame or notoriety is, is a lot of through the way that you you've mentioned. And I think that there's another way. There's a, there's a way of just, I think kindness lasts a long time. Like if you helped your neighbor get groceries the one time he had like a knee surgery, like he's not, he's not going to forget that. Even if like you, you did something to piss him off, like at the, at the bottom of his, you know, the back of his head, he's like, yeah, but he also is like a good man because he, you know, he, he helped me when I needed him most. And he's not going to forget that. And I think like if we, if we're scared to, to, to show that part of ourselves or just, you know, extend that olive branch then it, then it's hard because other people become scared too, because, you know, we're all just kind of mirror each other. And so I think that's, that's the most powerful thing that, you know, I mean, that the lesson that I take from Jesus, you know, is that like he wasn't scared to do what was right, what he needed to do, you know, regardless of the backlash and all the, the back as, you know, somebody that could or did, you know, backstab him, like, he just did what he needed to do. And I think that's kind of what, what, we're, what this is just a choice we get. Like we can either do what we have to do or we let something get in the way of that. And that's when the world falls, falls apart. And I think we just have the responsibility of just doing what we can in our lives. And as we do more of that, then we can grow what we can do more. And um, people trust us um, and we have more integrity. 
and people see that and we're less breakable. We can hold on to more and we can share more and uh, we can extend more and people benefit from that. We'll fall, fall in line with that, I, I believe. Tell me a little bit more about uh, your study in Buddhism. Sure. Uh, so I was raised, uh, my parents would send me to like Sunday school. They try to like send me to like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a boarding school as well. Cause I got kicked out of sixth grade for, or yes, that's a, a middle school for bringing firecrackers to school. And, uh, shame on you. <laughs> I know during Chinese New year. And I, I gave, I'm not Chinese, but I gave it to some guy. I didn't even sell it to him. I just gave it to him and he lit it up in this hallway and then he got in trouble and then he blamed it on me. And then of I got course. kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my parents are really, uh, it was, uh, they're, they're really ashamed of me after that, uh, with their friends and stuff. So they didn't really want to talk about it. So they actually wanted to send me off. And, uh, it was, you know, they were just basically like, Hey, if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go. So after I left, then they tried to send me somewhere else as a monastery in, in the mountains of the Bay area or Silicon Valley. And, uh, it's like a Zen retreat. It was like a week or two. And there it was a really good group of people. Um, but I wasn't prepared. I was kind of just dragging my feet and uh, there was snowing and I'd never been in snow really. And uh, I didn't have the clothes for it. So I had to borrow a sweater from somebody and it was a Powerpuff Girl sweater. Did not earn me a lot of friends. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. I didn't make any, everybody's making fun of me. Uh, but I learned how to meditate there and I learned how to connect with a part of myself that is beyond thought you know like we have thoughts and then as soon as you have a thought you identify with it like you know you get a trigger for instance and it's like oh now i'm mad and you get a trigger and, and you know now i'm crying or you know whatever it is those are the strong ones but they're subtle things little little very little things like you're drawing and you might like something that you're drawing you might get a sense of wonder or curiosity right and so i think um meditation during that period of time that that two weeks and it continued to go after that for many times and something unfortunately happened to me there but i'm not going to talk about it unless you ask but like it just basically let me start to feel the the container of my mind and I, in fact there was a container you know like the, the boundary of thought and then i was like oh well, what's outside of this and then there was something outside of that too and that is you know what I think what action extreme sports people are, are looking for, they call them, you know, adrenaline junkies or, you know, meditators are looking for is this sense of flow, sense of selfless, selflessness, the sense of, you know, no time. And what's, what's basically, I think the thing that gets in our way the most is ourselves. And so if you can remove that part, that part, uh, so much can come so much creativity so much lateral thinking so much excitement because like you know like even sometimes in the past for me personally and i work with a lot of people too like the things that would be exciting it will be there's there's something there like oh it's gonna go away it's not gonna last there's doubt you know like oh something's gonna happen you know and so like there's no full sense of that because it's self is in the way because it's saying like 
hey, these things have happened in the past and we haven't let go of them yet. And so we're going to carry them around with us everywhere to protect us from having to feel this way again. And I think that the thing that helped me with meditation and, and through Buddhism was understanding that an inner understanding that like there, like whatever I think is the container of my mind, the container of life, the container of whatever I can imagine is a container, right? Like it's just a concept and within that is the thing, but there's always something more in, in meditation that would just continue to expand and expand, expand. until like, basically it's like, what contains the wind? Well, the sky and what contains the sky? Well, the atmosphere and it's just like it, it can go on forever and but the thing is like where do the emotions lie well they're just like what are their patterns they just come they, they go but they don't have to be you you know you don't have to be the center of, you know the, the, the fire and um i had a teacher who invested in me i was really into martial arts i still into martial arts a lot and uh he he defeated me with one statement i, I was the as a pretty, uh, I was I was a scum of the earth at this point in my life. I was about twenty five, and uh, I had a friend who was chronically depressed and just wicked smart. And uh, he he's like, yeah, I ran this this teacher, this Buddhist teacher, and uh, you should really meet him. I think you'll really like him. He's into martial arts and stuff. And I had seen the change in my friend. I was like, well, like you're usually like super like hard to be around but surprisingly like you, you seem optimistic about this and, and joyful i was like okay yeah, let's go see him i was like but is he willing to sign a death certificate because you know like in those chinese like kung fu movies you know they decide you know, whenever school challenges another school and so uh i just made it as a joke and it, he never told the teacher that but then uh the day i was invited i came late and i entered and as i entered i had to walk past him <laughs> So I walked past him and then he was talking about something and then he stopped talking about that thing. And then he just like, so why is it that whenever two martial arts, martial artists meet one another, they always want to fight to see who's better. I didn't even say anything. I didn't, that thought wasn't even in my mind. And my friend had not told him. And I had told my friend about this story like months later. And he was like, yeah, I never even told him that. Like, actually my teacher, that teacher, he only speaks Chinese. And my friend like is, doesn't speak Chinese. So there's no way he could have known um like he said that and he's like he's like the the true value of dedication and discipline is that there's the fruits of that that you can share with somebody is like when you meet another master like why wouldn't you want to just share like the fruits of what you have with them because mm -hmm. and then in my head like you know like he defeated me with one statement no fight no fist thrown and uh i just realized that like there's there's a you know we're raised in sort of this environment of competition of weaponizing the intellect and we i had never realized it and i'd been so busy using my my mind and my iq to like straw man people to be right to, to feel good about myself to feel you know confident and i realized through his teaching basically that like there's a way to live in a positive sum game where everybody who comes has value and there's no way that you can create all that value within yourself so 
by embracing the value that others come and, and, and they naturally give just based on who they are, like we can create this huge, like indivisible pie that people would just keep coming and contributing to. And I think like with the way that technology is going now, with the way that AI is going right now. And um, there was like a recent like Nobel prize on uh, nuclear fission. So like maybe with the way energy is going right now as well, it's like, it, we, we may not have to work the way that we, we have worked in the past. And it really just takes, I think, like spending a little bit of time on chat GBT and have you spent any time on that? No, man, <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with that stuff. Yeah. I, I spent a little time on there and I was like, wow, this thing is like incredibly like the only constraint, the only container is like the quality of questions I ask this thing. And it's like, how do I set this thing up so that I can ask it the right questions and it can give me the best possible answers you know and that's that and then once i thought about that for a while and was working with that i was like well that's kind of how life is like what what are the things what is like the, the the highest vision i can create for myself like with 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 like world that that is like can be sustained you know through like economics and through um politics and uh the social interactions that 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 can be meaningful and um that's that's a question that i think about every day i you know go to sleep and wake up every morning thinking about and i've i've kind of come to a place with that and i think going back to your question on buddhism it's like it's not informed by buddhism uh directly but i would say that within me uh, through, I think, a connection with uh, something sacred, something that holds higher than myself, there's, there's this very special place that I keep that. And I don't allow normal things to come into that special place. And within that special place, it's all that I hold dear, all the treasures, all the special moments. And I just uphold it into that space and lift it to the highest. And in that space, I can also draw from to deliver a moment that is so special to somebody through kindness. And that's, that's what, that's what Buddhism has taught me is that like through all the practice I do, whether it's mantras and meditations or uh, prayers or contemplations, it's to put in that place, that sacred special place that I can just, hold dear and highest so that one day I can share. And it's not like just one day, like in the future, it's like all the time. Like when I make a connection with somebody, just, just from that place, just, just give that to them in some way through words or through just, you know, a handshake. And, um, that's, that's pretty much, I think the, the essence of what spirituality is for me is just giving something that's really precious. Um, away knowing that it's gonna go into the world to be transformed into something better than you could make it yeah i know the further i get along in my spiritual journey the better i'm able to uh 
like battle those negative thoughts that I get in my head. Well, I'm I'm trying to to I'm, I shouldn't say trying. I'm I'm being positive, and while I'm being positive, that negative voice pops in my head to tell me, "Oh, well, you know, you you're you're not worthy of this. Uh, you can't do this. Mm. You, everything you do is wrong." And I mean, to me, it's it's the devil, basically. Yeah. Talking in my ear. Well, I've got this angel over here telling me, oh, you know, you you are worthy of these things, you know, um, think positively and, you know, doing the those positive uh, affirmations in my head. Mm-hmm. This this is a voice over here. telling me, no, you can't. Uh, you remember all those bad things that you used to do and. But then this voice reminds me, hey, you're not that person anymore. Remember, you've changed. You're on a better journey. Yeah. I, I think that's where people falter is they, they think of all the bad things that they've done in the past, not, yeah. not what they're doing going forward. Yeah. Um, do you work with people individually? Yeah, I do. And uh, I'm definitely more than happy to you know, offer you a, an hour session like oh. to clear out a lot of that. Basically, I work with the subconscious mind and I do like some energy release techniques uh, like with the subconscious mind so that like a lot of these things that come into us, uh, you know, the critical nature is uh, inherited from our relationship with our parents. You know, like that stuff gets embedded, you know, from the ages of zero seven, we're pretty much unconscious. We're just little kids just soaking up, just having fun, but we're not really like self-cognizant. We don't like have uh thoughts about like oh should i believe this should i not believe this it's just taking in the world as it is and that that age period we're sucking in a lot of programming and some of it stays with us for the rest of our lives uh but it may not necessarily serve us so the work that i do is mainly to uh figure out what some of the root cause of um that negative critical limitation doubt fear and um just turning that into wisdom because there's wisdom behind every experience if not for the negative emotion that's blocking it up or the limiting belief that was installed at that time so uh, we have limitless banks of, of wisdom within us already yeah and that's why i, I use the life mastery the coaching as a, as a, the name of the specifics of what i do is because everybody's got 10,000 hours in something. One of my friends here is a, is a truck driver. Like what's so like, he's like, so you're um, like a master of truck driver very much. Can you do it with unconscious confidence? Like you don't have to think about it when you're driving a truck. I mean, like, yes, it's sounds unsafe, but like when you spend that much time behind a wheel, like you're not thinking about every move, every signal, every car, you're just doing it. And we all have that on some degree. And that's, that's mastery. And, there are things that we can take from that time that we are in the flow state of, of mastery that we can transfer. We can anchor that into ourselves and we can transfer that to other parts of our lives. Like whether that's sweeping the floor, whether that's giving a talk, whether that's riding a motorcycle or, you know, anything mundane as well. Just, you know, just talking to a friend. One thing I believe above everything else that keeps people from being successful is fear 
Yeah. And the reason why I say that is one thing that is mentioned through the Bible, probably more than anything else, mm-hmm. is fear not. That's said over and over and over in the Bible. What better way to, to be successful, but to get past all those fears that we have. People mm-hmm. are, are afraid that, oh, um, I'm changing my routine. I'm going to work a little harder or um, I'm, I'm actually fearful of being successful, being rich. People, some people are actually afraid of being rich. They say yeah, they yeah. want to be, but they're afraid of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's installed into us too, right? Rich people are, are assholes. Money is bad. Um, you have to work hard to be rich. So it's a bunch of hard work or, you know, all these things that not really true, but uh, they're unexamined. They were installed at a point where we didn't have the, uh, the analysis, the thoughts, the consciousness that we have now to be like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But since it was installed, it was kind of just in there. We never really looked at it. Um, but yeah, I think courage uh, is facing something, knowing that there's fear. I, I don't think it'd be courageous if it was just like, oh, there's no fear. So I'm just going to do it. That's just uh, that's something else. <laughs> Another thing I've learned is be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, we're we're so geared for comfort, you know. You, mm-hmm. if you're you know walking across gravel, the first thing people want to do is put on their shoes because yeah. we want comfort. Yeah, you're you're used to the same old, same old. Well, I get home from work and I plop down on the couch and watch TV till I fall asleep. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you mean I have to? steer away from watching tv for a while to work on my dreams oh no I, I that's that's too uncomfortable i can't do that we have to get past that kind of mentality yeah 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 you're telling me i that's uh that's definitely a way i live my life for sure i'm a barefoot guy not not just limited to that I, I, you know example but I, it is hard to you know, I, I think about this, you know, I ponder, I can talk to people. It's like, why, why, you know, why, why do some people make change in their life and other people want no part of it? And it, and I keep on going and, you know, it goes back to nature versus nurture. But I think really in my experience, it just goes down to like programming. There's a, you know, just generally a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. The growth mindset is, or the fixed mindset is, is just book by this woman named Carolyn Dweck or Carol Dweck and it just talks about like the fixed mindset is like you when you're a little you're told that this thing made you special or this quality made you special and when you found out that there's a moment where somebody else is better than you at that you decide basically not to try at that thing anymore as well and so you have this fixed mindset about what you're good at what you're bad at um, and then she just talks and she's like a child psycho- psychologist and she just talks about, you know, children that are raised to know, to learn that they can grow into any aspect uh, that they want. So like, Hey, like you're really kind and you're really caring. Um, you're going to basically put for chess for you. You're just going to have to work harder, but like, if you really want it, you can definitely do it type of thing. And so, um, I think the fixed mindset people just learn to try to understand their lane in a very specific way that protects them from feeling uh, more inferior 
and uh, the growth mindset people are raised in a way that they know that things can change if uh, you know you put in some 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 effort, some grit, uh, some time, some dedication, and you also learn that people can support you along that way. Like if you have like supportive parent, like that's not this is not my direct experience. My parents are not like this, but there is a way. And, uh, you know, I, I am a teacher and a leader of sorts. And so, you know, I'm very encouraging to try to create a space where people feel like no matter what they do, even if it's right or wrong, quote unquote, right or wrong, it's, it's more about getting that experience so that you can do it better next time. Cause that's the direction you're headed anyways. So just do it. Yeah. So I think people get stuck in that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, you've got so much to teach. And unfortunately, we don't have enough time for you to teach. <laughs> but you've shared yeah. quite a bit. And if someone wants to learn more from you, uh, do you have like a website or something? I do have a website. Uh, it's been giving me issues. I need to send an email to my guy, uh, but it's just timdinbui.com or you can find me on Instagram. I think that's probably the easiest place because that website always works as far as I know. And it's just uh, timdinbui as well on Instagram. You can just search that up or instagram.com and, and as in Timothy, but just Tim, Din, B-I-N-H, D-S and dog, and as in November, uh, and then Bui, B in boy ui so i don't know if you have that in the show notes or whatever but uh yeah 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 i usually like to add all that in the description so people can just click on it and go straight to it and uh are, are you just on instagram or are you on any of the others uh yeah i mean i have like a Substack. sometimes i write blogs in uh it's all once you go on my instagram there's like a, a like a link tree and it kind of shows where all the other things you can do schedule a call or you can have my website has a quizzes that you can take so like whether like whatever dimension of life you want to improve whether it's relationships or personal growth spirituality career uh, there's a quiz that you can take and it basically helps to figure out what the thing in that realm of life uh what the one thing is that gives you the most meaning and then it kind of helps you figure out that as your north star of how to create your life so that in that direction you're always getting meaning out of all the experiences whether they're good whether they're bad based on your values so it's just a little quiz well i'll be glad to add the link tree in there as well okay yeah i can send that to you but uh, i appreciate that tim i i thank you so much for spending your time with me today and I have a feeling we could probably do another show together. So yeah, I, I, let's do that. Okay. I'd love to. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, my, my pleasure. And I also want to thank all of you out there. If you just happened by the channel, it's your first time. I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button for my regulars out there. And you guys, you make it possible for me to do this. And the guests are just, they keep getting better and better. And I, for that, I am very, very grateful. So until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network. 